You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. If you, my friend, have ever struggled with feeling overwhelmed by your future or by your goals or dreams, or if you've ever just felt entirely visionless or lacking clarity for your life, man, buckle up because today's episode is about to be such a blast of fresh air and bring you so much clarity and permission. Today, we get to talk with the incredible Jenny Randall. Now, Jenny went from a career in the heart of Hollywood to a faith-based author, national speaker, and chart-topping podcaster. Her search for meaning in the everyday moments of life has led her to write her newest book, Dream Come True, where Jenny encourages readers to dream on for the glory of God and the good of others. Today, we talk with Jenny about dreaming with God, what to do when your dreams feel too big, and how to break those big dreams down into manageable bites. We cover what to do when you feel visionless or lacking clarity for your life and goals, and just about everything in between. Jenny even live coached Lindsay through one of Lindsay's biggest dreams that she has never shared publicly before, helping her break it down, a massive goal, into tangible and actionable steps. And it is so good. So if you're ready to get your world rocked and get blasted, with life-giving truth and powerful, actionable takeaways from a powerful woman of God. Keep on listening. Let's get that theme song rolling and start with today's episode. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Jenny, welcome to the show. We are so excited to have you. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. This is so fun. Yay. Oh my gosh. Well, this is going to be just a good conversation today. I can already feel it. And just to start off, for anyone who might not know who you are in our audience, can you share a little bit about your story, who you are and what you do? Yes. I, first and foremost, I'm a Christ follower, so I'm a believer. And I am married to, I call him hot surfer <laughs> husband. <laughs> you guys don't need to call him that. His real name is Matt, um, but he is a surfer and an answer to all my prayers. And then... We have two kids, Max and Zoe. They're in fourth grade and third grade. And we live in Northern Florida, which is new. I'm a native New Yorker, upstate New York. So enjoying the sunshine. Different change of pace. Where in in Northern Florida do you live? I live outside of Jacksonville. I live on on an island, you guys, called Amelia Island. Wait, what? what? I know. My mom lives really close to there. And we have friends that live in Flagler Beach, which is obviously south of... Jacksonville, but that's awesome. No way. Oh my yeah. gosh, we're going to have to re- do a reunion. First time meeting. Uh, legit. No, first time meeting. <laughs> re- first yes. time meeting reunion. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> the best. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's amazing. Yes. And so for work, um, I am in ministry. Uh, I'm in a ministry that we founded called Freedom Creatives. And we basically help creative souls grow um, through developing their skills, launching projects, and leveling up their purpose. And we do that by answering three of those hugely messy questions, which are who is God, who are you, and what are you created to do? So we do that through 
um, speaking and writing and developing cor- courses and curriculum and hands-on coaching. And then I also write devotionals in the faith-based fake uh, faith-based space, as well as preach and speak uh, around the nation. And that is like my day job. So it keeps me busy and I love it. Oh, I love mm, that. That's amazing. You are going to bring fire today and I'm really excited for it. So you, speaking of books, just published your newest book, Dream Come True. Uh, do you want to give us a little insight on like what inspired you to write this book? Like, was there an experience or something that happened that made you realize you want to write it? Yes. So there was a 10-year experience where <laughs> where I completely ignored this dream that was on my heart. Um, at the time, I was in my early 20s, uh, mid-20s, mid-20s, in working in the entertainment industry. I have a background in video editing, and I was working with the biggest studios out there. It was like, I, I joke that my career went downhill from there, but it was like the <laughs> pinnacle of my career. And it was amazing and lovely. But I felt like God called me to step into speaking. And at the time, I didn't really have a gauge for that. And I remember I told one person and that person said, well, why would you do that? And of course, human Jenny twist, and I'm sure we can all relate, but I twisted these words to, you're not good enough. You're Mm -hmm. insignificant. You're never going to make it. And then all for 10 years, I battled those thoughts of who who do I think I am to do that? Um, how can I even get this done? Like, but I would see other women or leaders speak um, at church or from the platform leading business conferences, and I would get this feeling like, oh my gosh, like I could do that. And it was from this place of like not being arrogant, but this connecting point of like, wow, I feel like I could do that as well. And it was this God confidence finally that broke through when I had this pivotal moment of like, (laughs) I don't know if you guys have ever had this, but you're just like crying your face off, ugly cry. And I really felt like the Lord said, the question isn't who do you think you are to do that thing? The question is, who do you think I am? And when Um, I got that framework, I began to process through, okay, I think God is bigger than my excuses. God is obviously knows what he's doing if he's put this desire on my heart. So I need to begin to trust him with that. So 10 years in, after battling all those insecurities, I shared it with a close friend and she said, you can, you can do that thing. And then from there I began, uh, I spoke at my first film festival and things just began progressing and moving forward in that career. And then I transitioned out of the entertainment industry. But I now as a writer, I have found that other people struggle similarly. Just yesterday, somebody told me, I've struggled for 10 years too, walking into that dream. And I think we make so many excuses or we don't have a proper theology or, or thoughts about God in what a career or calling can even look like or what it looks like to dream with Him in a healthy mm-hmm. perspective. So mm-hmm. when I had to step into this area of writing a book, this was the one that came the most natural to me because I am a recovering procrastinator who ignored a dream for 10 years. So <laughs> I, I dove into my own experiences as well as uh, studying the life of Moses, who is uh, in the Bible, because he made all the excuses towards his calling. So it's kind of jumping off of his story and inter- interweaving personal experience. And that's where Dream Come True came from. So good. Wow. That's incredible. Oh, man. Like, just even just like hearing... 
like the fear of going after a dream that or like putting it off. And I like that you were, I love that you related it to Moses. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, he obviously did that. I just never thought about that, like uh, in an applicable way to like, oh me, <laughs> like if, if we're putting off dreams. So I, I love that you just made that connection. Um, for, so for anybody listening though, if they're like, okay, that's awesome. Like I want to dream with the Lord. I'm a fan of that, whatever. Do you have any like tangible tools or tips for our listeners that can help them through the process of how to even go about dreaming with the Lord? <laughs> yes. I laugh because it's literally like, we could talk about this for 6 million days. <laughs> I know so that was like it. a loaded question. <laughs> it's like, all right, so walk us through your entire process and years of work now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you guys, as business leaders and owners, you know what a business strategic plan is, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, you have to define your vision, your mission, direction, and goals, and you base your whole business around that. So in regards to dreaming, I like to say that God gives us his divine strategic plan. And in that divine strategic plan, it's the way he communicates his dreams or his callings to us. And again, we see this modeled in the life of Moses, um, which he he was called to free the Israelites out of Egypt. It's a whole big, long story. I'm not saying we're Moses, but we can look at his journey <laughs> and learn from his situation. Um, it kind of, and it serves off a jumping point for this conversation. So there's a lot of different ways God gives us his divine strategic plan. The first and foremost is uh, having a relationship with Jesus, which connects us to God, the creator of the universe. So that's like foundational within this conversation. I still think you can apply these principles. If you're like, eh, to Jesus, you can still take what we're talking about and apply them in your own way. Mm-hmm. But so a couple of the things in that divine strategic plan is that God empowers purpose for us. That's the first thing. I can just bulldoze through some, and then you guys can call out which one you want to land on and focus on. Should we do it that way? I like that. Let's go for it. Okay. So God empowers purpose. Um, God establishes passion in the ordinary, everyday circumstances of life. And again, this is talking about how we figure out what dream we have for right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, God creates a pivot point. He calls out the problem. He casts vision into our future, and then He sends you, He literally commissions you to go and do that thing. So those are all the things that that um, build up His divine strategic plan for our lives and gives us this blueprint of, okay, this is what it looks like to move forward with Him and this dream. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, we're like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Lindsay and I are like, let's go. <laughs> you want to ask yours first? Yeah, I think uh, first and foremost— Jenny, before we even dive into like, you know, the the purpose and, and the passions and, you know, really into that strategic plan, for the person who's listening to this, who's like, okay, so is it like sitting down and having a business meeting with God? Do I need pen and paper? You know, should I pull out my laptop? Like almost the logistical side of like, when you say dreaming with God and, you know, figuring out a lot of these things, what does that typically look like? Like, can you almost paint you know, a a set a stage or paint a scenario for our listeners to be able to like grasp and move forward as we dive into like creating that strategic plan? Yeah. I, so I define a dream as a placeholder where our unmet potential meets God's unlimited possibility. Mm. Ooh, I love that. (laughs) I love it too, because we, we can dream all day long, right? But it's the act of doing that actually gets it done. Mm-hmm. So a dream is this huge, big old thing. And um, the one who's calling us to dream, the creator of the universe is 
unlimited possibility. Mm-hmm. And we only, we have this unmet potential that is birthed inside of us to step into the areas he has for us. Um, we have gifts, we have talents, we have abilities, we have supernatural gifts, natural gifts, all sorts of greatness uh, that God has equipped us with to pull off this thing. So part of even understanding how to dream with God is recognizing who you are, how you're wired, how you're created, uh, what makes you tick, what makes you want to show up even to do that thing, how are you motivated. And then alongside that is understanding that your labels and roles don't identify you, that your um, key indicator of who you are is really crafted by who God is. So first and foremost, developing that relationship with God is formative in even embracing His dreams for you. Because we can dream about anything all day long, but the thing we want to step into is God's dream for us. Mm -hmm. And that really comes from, like you were saying, setting the stage, having a time with God. Uh, In the Christian circle, we call these spiritual disciplines, uh, reading your Bible, worshiping, attending a Bible-believing church, all these different things make up our relationship with God um, through the power of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So all of that sets the stage for this conversation where you're like, okay, God, what, what have you called me to do right now? And I think we get this grandiose like vision of, I have one, one calling and that's it. And Mm -hmm. like pressure's off. We have a million callings. And the thing is like, what is it right now? So when I wrote Dream Come True, the focus is on helping people understand what it is right now he's calling and equipping you to do because it can change year to year, day to day, all the things. So yeah, setting the stage is uh, spending that intimate time with the Lord and learning to hear his voice and recognize what he sounds like and then being able to take that, what you hear, and apply it to your life. So mm. good. I love that. Well, okay, you even touched on it in this answer. Back to like the, the I can't remember, like you, I don't remember each one, the title of them, but you named like a bunch of different things of like, hey, which rabbit hole do we want to go down? And mm-hmm. the one that stood out to me that actually kind of correlates to a question that we had written down for you is, and I can't remember again what they were titled, but it was almost like the one that was deciding between a bunch of dreams or like honing in, kind of like what you just said of like, of picking that one dream. Because I think a lot of people, and I know a lot of our listeners are multi-passionate and they have multiple dreams or or they don't even maybe know they're like, oh, I would love to do something that means something to the world, but I don't even know what that is. So it's either they it's unknown or it's, I, I kind of have an idea of what it would be, but there's like a bajillion of them. Do you have any advice, which you kind of said that this is your whole book, so maybe <laughs> like more of a simpler uh, podcast version, but how does somebody listening to this even like attempt to start identifying what dream the Lord has for them like right now when they have a bunch of them? That is like, that is the million dollar question. It really <laughs> right? is. Especially, so it's funny because my my husband is not a dreamer at all which seems so radical to me because I have a bazillion dreams and you're like, Jenny, here's a million dollars. I'll know what to do with that money. Um, So we're all wired differently, which is hilarious. I think that God had me marry a non-dreamer because he just (laughs) helps steward my dreams, right? So there's kind of two facets here. I think for those that don't have any dream at all, you might be in a season where God's inviting you to help somebody else steward their dream. I remember when I first stepped into a career change, a woman came alongside and she called me and she said, hey, I want to invest in this dream. And she ended up just doing administrative skills 
for my job. And I was like, what is happening? And I could, I would not have launched without her. So some are dream supporters and then some are the dream pursuers. And in order to identify what that right now dream looks like, a lot of it is really identifying where you're at in, in your stage of life. It, is there something within your nine to five job or if you're in um, a career at this point, is there a part of one of the dreams that you have on your heart that can still fit in with your daily schedule where it won't sacrifice too much time from other areas you're called to focus on? So there's a lot of like practical tactile things you can process through um, in order to identify what is that thing right now. And then the the biggest indicator I like to advise people is what brings you the most peace. So you can have a million dreams, but what feels the most, like what has the most, I don't know how to describe it other than it's not comfortable because we're not called to be comfortable, but it feels right. Do you guys yeah. know what I mean by that? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I've ta- yeah. had conversations with friends where, you know, we'll we'll be talking about peace in the midst of even like chaos or unknown or discomfort or risk or anything like that. And I've always liked to describe it as like, peace is so hard to define, but to me, it's like there's there could be a hurricane going on around me. There could be anything like whatever happening outside, but I'm in this like protected bubble where... I just feel like rest and the ability to like breathe. I don't feel pressure. I don't feel chaos. Like, and it's not comfort. It's just security and like knowledge and yeah. in, in that I am exactly where God has me. So I don't know. I just threw that out there because I've great. described that as like my recognition of peace is like, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's crazy, whatever, there's that sense of peace with it. Yeah. And that that is, I love the way you describe it because it really is, the security that fuels us to take a step forward, even because dreams are so fragile and in the beginning stages, they, they're scary. Mm-hmm. And I always like to say, if you're not, um, if you're not failing or if you're, if you feel safe in that dream, then you're not dreaming big enough because you should be like, so scared. You want to puke your guts out in the corner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But there's a security there that is produced from that relationship with Christ because you know He's the one. He's the one that's doing the calling. He's the one that's positioning you. He's the one that's going to bring in the resources and and connect you with the right people. Yes, you show up and do the things you feel He's inviting you to do. Um, So it's it's this give and understanding and receiving Mm -hmm. in the process and letting go of our own agendas and being willing to pursue all God has and. A lot of that too is realizing that there's going to be a load of excuses coming at you that you can make, whether it's um, the world or people, things people have said, just like in my own story, things people have said about you or things you've twisted or even just lies that are hanging on to you. And I think if we're um, navigating through a lot of different things, like what is that one thing right now? I really think the best thing we can do is really pinpoint the excuses in what is holding us back from even doing one thing. Because we might be making um, all all these dreams or having all these dreams, but really they're just excuses not to show up for one because Mm -hmm. it's all so overwhelming and we all become um, procrastinators in that process. So identifying the things that are excuses and then learning how to ditch the doubts, 
eliminate those excuses and show up for at least one thing um, is always the right way to go if God is in all of the things, right? So Mm -hmm. really seeing how he's moving and positioning you is is a key indicator in what to show up for. Mm. That's so good. Jenny, what would you say for the person who is maybe listening to this episode who does feel like they know what God, like what the calling is on their life right now, like they they feel that sense of peace when they think about this. They're passionate about it, all of it, but it feels way too big and they don't know how to break it down to feel manageable. They don't know how to like even sink their teeth into it, if that makes sense. Like, do you Mm -hmm. have thoughts for that person? Yeah, I think that's a great place to be because it means you know how to dream big, right? And you can embrace it embrace the big vision. Um, but I think also it's remembering that we see, I call it um, pixel vision. We only see like pixels of this big grandiose photo of our lives, right? Like we only see one little dot, whereas God sees the overarching way our life is going to unfold and look like. So if you've caught a big vision of a dream that He has placed before you, that's amazing. Um, but but realizing that it isn't the greatest idea to try to get a 356-page manifesto of what every single turn <laughs> and road is going to look like to get to that dream. Because mm-hmm. if, if I had, when I dreamed into, okay, I feel called to start a ministry, if I was given a to-do list like 600 pages long, I, I would have never showed up. So it really is figuring out what is that next right thing and then doing it. So in in Dream Come True, we call it the the taskmaster. It's this way to break the dream down. So basically you put the dream um, down on top of your paper and then you take three big pieces of that dream and you write it underneath it. So um, do any of you guys have a dream right now? Maybe we could like walk this out. I... Evie, do you have one? I have one. No, go for it. Okay. Well, because I you asked us this question before we started airing or airing, recording, whatever. Um, <laughs> and I literally, my mind was blank. And then literally as we started talking, I was like, oh, duh, that one. Um, but my, I've always had this dream and I almost feel like not qualified for it, which is just probably oh, a lie from the Lord, or not from the Lord. <laughs> and he goes, oh, good. <laughs> Yeah, I never, I'm the most insecure and secure person at the same time. I never feel qualified. It's a good place to be. Yeah. Well, so my dream, I've always had a dream to write a book. Um, Ooh, and yes. it's always, which is ironic because it's what we're kind of talking about ish a little bit. But um, I've always felt like it was like always a far off dream. And every time I revisit that thought, it's always still felt far off. And I think I'm casting the far offness from it. Because I'm like, well, I I don't even know like the first, I think it's out of like ignorance of knowledge, if that makes sense. Like I just, it's like, oh, I don't know what to do. But I feel like God has has like told me to write a book, but I don't know, you can do with that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> I will mention now you have a new writer friend to help guide you along this journey. Oh, okay. okay. That's me. <laughs> so well, thank you. All right, let me give you some writer, like anybody out there that's like, I want to write a book. Let me give you a framework for this. So if you're going to break down that big old task of, I feel called to write a book. So you write that on the top of your, like that is your dream, write a book. And then you take that and you divide it into three categories. So for you, 
um, I would write one of the categories is pre-production. And then the second one is production. So you're actually writing the book. And then the third category is marketing it and releasing it into the world. So under each of those three, I call those big tasks. Under each of those three big tasks, you're going to identify super actionable steps that are so actionable, they're not intimidating, right? They don't make you feel unqualified. Yeah, uh, Actionable ta- tasks underneath those big ones to help you get the job done. So pre-production, let's go through that, for example. In order to write a book, you need to know what topic you want to write about. So it would be identifying um, your pain points, identifying the things that make you come alive. What could you speak on for 45 minutes without having to do any research? Like what is what are the things you're passionate about? And then under that, it would be, is there an audience for this? Is there what's the felt need for this niche? Would this sell? Like really identifying those key things in order to actually produce a book. Um, what books are comparable in this space? What niche am I fitting in? So see how there's super... A lot of the pre-production of a book is Mm research-oriented. And then um, from there, you would obviously develop a book proposal and then decide if you want to be self-published or traditionally published. And then that would indicate how you do the um, other two big tasks under that. And look gotcha. at that. You're walking in your dream and we're all holding your book and <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> I love this. No, I love this. I also think this is just vulnerable, Lindsay, moment is like, I think my biggest issue is not, I think I know the topic kind of, but I feel like, I feel like God placed the dream of like, have a book or I, I want you to write a book before like he placed the topic. Mm-hmm. And so like, I have a general topic, but it's like very vague. And so I think that's what like almost paralyzes me a little bit of like, oh, I don't, I don't know what to write about, but I know I should write a book. <laughs> oh, that voice in itself. Well, you know what yeah. that means, Lindsay, is that you have multiple books in you, and he's just cast the vision before you that oh, you're going to write. Oh, Lord. Jenny, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so fun. I love this. Let me sit back and like watching me squirm. I'm just great. thoroughly enjoying this. I'm also receiving, so I'm just <laughs> keeping quiet in the background. <laughs> I Should we analyze it. this book idea more or do you guys want to move along? I yeah. mean, we can. I say let's do it. I think this gives a lot of tangible, practical, you know, for even the listeners who are like, okay, I have no interest in a book. It still shows the framework of breaking of down. Like how to break down a dream. Yeah, like a big dream and, and walk through it and make it actionable. Okay, good. So you want to write a dream. You want you want to write a dream. You want to write a book. <laughs> um, when you say that, what is the one topic that is the one that's pray, like pressing on your heart? right now? Because identifying the topic is obviously... Like, oh, well, let's start here. Are you writing nonfiction or are you writing fiction? And oh, do you know what good. the difference is? I, my, yeah, I do know the own. difference between those, although sometimes I mix them up. Uh, I would. It's probably nonfiction. I don't think I'm the fiction writer. That's not really... I mean, I don't want to limit myself, but right. it, it would be nonfiction. You know your strengths. I mean, it would make sense since your podcast is so um, people-oriented and helping them achieve things. And that makes sense. So right. nonfiction. And then what is the topic you are leaning I, towards? Oh, wow. Vulnerable moment. Okay. No. <laughs> Let's do it. I think it would be something around motherhood. And I say that, be, but that's a very obviously a vague topic. But I, I say that because I grew up not like ever wanting children. Um, it, it was like, 
I wanted to be an actress. I, I grew up in a small Kansas town. That's background knowledge. And so my whole life, I was always wanting to like escape, uh, like Kansas, escape small town living, go off, do big things with my life. I'm also a, like, just like an achiever oriented person. Like I'm a performer. I majored in acting. So I wanted to go off and do acting. I wanted to like big, like live big life dreams. And in my brain, I think basically I was believing the cultural lie that says like, oh, you can't have children and also go off and, and like accomplish big things in your life. Like for some reason I could not travel the world. I could not like, you know, do all those like childhood dreams of my heart. If like, I think I believe the lie that kids held me back from those yeah. things. Um, mm -hmm. and so as I've grown up and I, I've obviously I'm not an actress, but I have made like achieved success in some way as an entrepreneur. It's, it's weird. Cause I've achieved that success, but then I also, the Lord opened up my heart to have children. And now I have two and it's literally like the biggest joy of my life. So I, mm -hmm. as I'm talking, maybe I know the topic more than I think I do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm like, you go. I'm like, maybe this is just like therapy. Wow. Okay. Now, <laughs> I'm here um, for it. I, uh, I think that I would love to write a book about like to the, to the person that like, almost like to the person that struggles with that same mindset that I struggled with of like the lie that children are like dream crushers or like career tr crushers or, or something yes. like that. Yeah. And I just love first and foremost, the topic, because when I, when I released dream come true, people didn't think that their dream could be start a family. They thought mm. it was just career oriented or they didn't think like learning how to be a great mom or learning how to like foster my kids' strengths, that wasn't quote unquote a big enough goal to put yeah. into yeah. play. When in, in all reality, um, my pastor said once, if you're not, and I'm using air quotes, if you're not famous in your home, then what are you doing? Like it's not even Ooh. worth it. And that, that has so good. with me. Yeah, because the the people right in front of us are our greatest responsibilities um, in in relationships and stewardship, right? Mm -hmm. So I love that topic. Okay, so yes, we're all feeling it. We're feeling the need. <laughs> we're like, yes, and amen. So what what you would do next is really analyze the audience that you've already established. Um, because you have built this podcast in other areas, like, are they willing to go on that journey with you? Or do you, or do you have to start implementing more topics of that nature within the content you're creating to bring them along the journey? Um, because if you're going to be pitching traditionally published um, houses to print up your book, then you will have to show that there's a need here with my audience and, and they like it. So that's something that's to consider like content-wise. Mm -hmm. um, that makes and sense. then in, in pre-production planning, you would just from there map out your topics, find similar books. I advise not reading them because you don't want to accidentally like be inspired and steal their ideas. Right. But just knowing like what's out there on the topic is always helpful because then you're proving that there's a need. And then you think, okay, well, how is my book going to be different? And um, because you are faith-based, you need to think, is this, like a devotional or is this in the mainstream like self-help space? So just like really pitching down where this fits in and what that looks like. 
Calling all entrepreneurs. Are you ready for a biz boost in 2022? Tired of feeling alone or struggling to figure out this whole entrepreneur thing by yourself? Well, great, because we have your solution. We are hosting an in-person business conference in Nashville, Tennessee on April 25th through 28th, 2022. And this isn't your traditional boring corporate like conference either. I mean, do you even know Evie and I? <laughs> yes, the Heart Conference is a place for creative business owners and dreamers of all kinds to come together, experience community, learn business and marketing strategies that will help you grow and scale your business all while having the friggin' best time of your life. So get ready to be empowered in your business and life so you can go out and break down every barrier that is holding you back from achieving your goals. All right, and listen to our speaker lineup. Legit. All right, we have Jordan Lee Dooley, Paige Griffith of The Legal Page, Zim Flores, Angie Lee, as well as Lindsay and myself, and our keynote speaker, Donald Miller of Freaking Story Brand. Like, yes. Yeah. So basically, are you like ready to explode your business and build community in just three days? Because if so, it's time to learn some hardcore marketing and sales strategies that will grow your business beyond what you could ever imagine. Get paid to do what you love, speak to the heart of your ideal client, nip that feeling of loneliness in the bud, connect with a community of like-minded creative entrepreneur besties, receive over 12 hours of hardcore business education, dance your pants off at our heart dance party, and listen to seven industry leaders teach you everything they know. Yeah, it's a lot in just three days. Buzz gonna be good. <laughs> if you are ready to give your business a jumpstart in 2022 and lead in your business empowered, come join us at the Heart Conference. You can find out more at theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. Hey, Heart fam, we had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part. <laughs> HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. Mm, that's so good. I'm just, this is a personal question as you like being an author would know. It is, if it's faith, like, is there a way to have a faith-based or like incorporate faith in a book without it being like on the Christian shelves? Does that oh, make sense? Of course. 100%. Okay. Yeah. People do that all the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Great. I was yeah. ignorance talking. Great. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It, no. I mean, well, it's a great question because the, it is different to write a book to a Christian audience um, than it is to write a book to a more mainstream audience or however we want to label differences. Right. Because you're you would communicate 
the same thought very differently um, because um, it's two different audiences really. So that's a great question. I love that. I love hearing Jenny, just like as you're breaking this down, you're essentially like the the big dream on top, write a book. And then the three sections, what I'm hearing you do with Lindsay walking her through this is you are just breaking apart every section instead of looking at like this one monstrous dream and being like, okay, write a book. There is going to be so much that goes into that. I don't even know. Like it's that unknown that Lindsay was feeling at the beginning of like, I don't even know how to get there. I have so many obstacles that would, you know, keep me that I would have to overcome, whatever. And what I hear you doing is you're just literally like taking one step backwards at a time, like reverse engineering Mm -hmm. of like, okay, let's start at the very beginning. The first thing you need to focus on is like fiction or nonfiction. Like it's it's such a simple Mm -hmm. breakdown that you then expand on from there, which... I think is so tangible to any dream is just like, okay, stop looking at that massive picture. You already have that in your head. Set that aside and let's like reverse engineer and backtrack to figure out just the like bite-sized chunks that you can start on now. Yeah. And then, yeah, once you get those bite-sized chunks, it's putting them on your calendar or however you schedule out your days. And then here's the hardest part, 100% honest actually showing up to do what your calendar tells you to do and actually getting the stuff done. Like, yeah. I feel that so hard. <laughs> yeah. Because Especially can... as an entrepreneur when like, it, it, it's something in your calendar, you're like, do I have to do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can do that later. Seven yeah. years go by and you're like, oh, jeez. I still yep. gotta do And then it ends up taking like five minutes. And you're like, why didn't I do this when my calendar told yep. me to do it? Yeah. I'm I a re- recovering procrastinator. <laughs> so I feel... I feel all the things. Oh, oh man. No, this is so... I literally, I'm li- going to 100% listen to this podcast back when it airs because like you were just downloading so much. I mean, for me personally, but also just like, <laughs> I hope the listeners are getting... I, I know they are getting a lot out of this of just like Evie said, just almost taking like a big, scary, massive dream and like actually making it tangible, I think is so helpful. Mm-hmm. Just even like literally what you just did with me, like, I don't know if I had ever like sat down and thought about it because I was almost so paralyzed by the, the bigness of that dream and how like almost badly I wanted it. But like in, in the sense of like, oh, it's just always off there. Oh, I have to wait till I'm approached. It's like, no, like there's action steps I can do. Oh, (laughs) I'm going to stop that real fast. Okay. I, I was like, I'm called to speak. I want to preach the gospel. And then I waited and I was like, why aren't pastors calling me? Why? (laughs) Like what? Didn't the Lord just give them my phone number? Like what? It's so, (laughs) it's like this genie in a bottle theology that, like, and maybe God would do that. But most of the time he's like, I've, I've shown you the first step. Start saying like, I want to write a book. Start saying, I want to be, I'm a speaker. You know, like even saying those things. Now you're engaging your audience and people are getting to know the vision behind your heart. And I bet you there's literary agents. Those are the people that, um, represent you to book publishers. I bet you there's literary agents that follow your podcast and listen in. And now them even hearing you say, I want to write a book. That's a big deal. And maybe now they'll contact you or you might have to do a couple other steps in the process. That's true. But, well, I've had some in the past that have, but mm-hmm. it's never like panned out. So it maybe this is just a little like, hi. <laughs> You're putting it out there. <laughs> yeah, putting it out there. Oh, okay, Jenny, this is so good. This is so good. I feel like, oh, okay. I, I have a question that like, I, if somebody's thinking, like they're listening to this and they're like, okay, awesome. Like Lindsay wants to write a book. Dope. Cool. Whatever. Like 
to the person out there that's like completely lost and they just feel like they don't have a dream, almost the opposite of the issue of like, oh, they have a dream that's too big. Like, what would you say to somebody who's like almost scared to dream at all out of like fear of failure? Ooh. Um, that, but I'm sorry, that question was not written down. It just came out of my brain. I like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Is that where the questions come from? I don't um, know. Yeah, I, probably. <laughs> I... I think it's really understanding like why, why don't I have any dreams? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it could be because, um, let's not go that avenue. I think if you're, if you're dreamless, prayerfully consider, am I called to help somebody else do their dream right now? And then the other thought is to consider, is there actually a dream that the Lord has given me that's small, I'm using air quotes, smaller that some might not even deem a dream, but it is something that's on my heart, like get healthy or, you know, something that's like actionable day to day. Maybe there's a dream that's there, but you haven't placed a dream label on it. So it feels like you're visionless when in all reality, you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really figuring out the things that are either weighing you down. Like the like, what are you getting in Facebook fights about with people? Like maybe that's a dream the Lord <laughs> is giving you a solutions for, you know? So it's really understanding your passions and what makes you come alive and also what is hindering you in this season. Because a lot of times the things that we're fighting against are the things God is inviting us to fight for. Mm. So um, that's something to consider. And then if you're afraid of failure, um, <laughs> That's fine, but just do it anyways because we're all going to fail. <laughs> oh, yes. Like reality, Amen. like who do you think you are that you're void of failure? Like we're literally humans who are deeply flawed and not perfect perfect in any way. It's why we need a savior. So as long as you press into the security of knowing him um and and give him your life, your everything, um then just do whatever he asks of you. And if there's failure in the in the process, learn how to fail forward, which means like find those redemptive moments within the failures and show up for them. Um, oh gosh, I have a funny story. Is there time to share a story? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> this just popped into my brain, so we'll see how it works. Um, so I had, when I first started working, so of course my dream was to be an editor in Hollywood. That was my dream. Obviously, you don't start as an editor in Hollywood, right? You have to move out there. <laughs> you have to make connections. You have to like get people coffee and answer phones. So I was out there at my first job, which was a receptionist. So I was answering phones, doing all the things, paperwork um, in a post-production facility, which is like they did editing for TV shows. And the boss said, you can work at night and teach yourself like the software, the, the industry standard editing software. So I would... After work, I would clock out and then I would just teach myself software so I could be ready for whatever the next thing was. So I'm sitting there working and the sound guy comes running in and he's like, Jenny, we need, we need you. We need your voice. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the moment I've been waiting for. (laughs) They need, they need me to be a voiceover artist. So I was like, I got this. So I walk in to this huge studio and there was just a microphone in the middle of the room and there was like this glass on the other side. And on the other side of the glass were three studio executives who were like high level leaders for this huge film. And for some reason, it was for a movie trailer, but the actress's voice wasn't syncing up with the dialogue. 
So I had to act like this actress and be her voice for one line and deliver this line. And it was going to air the next day as a national trailer. And oh. I was like, oh my gosh, this is literally my moment. Like I was so pumped up. <laughs> so I walk up to the mic and he's like, here's the line. Um, you need to say it in a British accent. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I had to say, I still can't do it, you guys. I had to say, <laughs> would you light me a candle for my birthday? Like I had to say say that. So he was like, action. And then I could see the whole film on the TV and I would be like, would you light me a candle for my birthday? Like it was so oh bad. This went on, I'm not joking, for an hour, an hour. Oh. And I could see the studio executives like looking at each other being like, this is horrible. And he was trying to coach me, like, do it like this, like maybe a little less dramatic. Like he was coaching me through it and it was mortifying. And finally, after an hour of painfully trying to be a British woman who was a professional actress, Lindsay, I'm sure you could have done this well, but I could not. <laughs> Anyways, I, I finally was like, you guys, this is not my skill set. In case you haven't noticed, <laughs> I am not skilled. I cannot do this. So I was like, let's call my friend. She lives two minutes away. So we called in my friend, Erin, and naturally she did it in one take and we all got to go home. Oh my God. That's <laughs> We call her One Take Wonder now. That's her nickname. But <laughs> but the whole thing is like, yes, I dramatically failed in front of like the greatest executives and producers in the business. And I was just like such a loser. But here's the crazy part. Obviously, one, that being a dork in that situation didn't define me because there was still a solution, right? And then two... Years later, when I'm finally a video editor, this is the crazy part. I was on the other side of the glass, directing voiceover artists, being like, okay, a little less dramatic here. Like I was that person that was leading the production of it. So it was, it's just a beautiful story of like in the midst of our failures, God can still redeem them. Mm -hmm. So what we define Mm -hmm. as failures, God just defines as a moment for redemption. So I think like, in, in any area we're dreaming or wanting to step into knowing that, yes, failure may be a part of it, but also finding the redemption in it is key to continue to like, first of all, celebrate how God is moving. And second of all, like continue to show up because there's hope in the midst of all of this crazy life adventure we're on. Oh man, I just even just got the vision of like, if you never go after your dream in the first place or or even put yourself in a position of willing to fail at said dream, like you're not even going to potentially bless the people that God has for you to like in that position or, or it doesn't have to be blessed, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's just, there's such that story was just such a visual reminder of that, that I love. So thank Mm -hmm. you for sharing it. Also, that's hilarious. (laughs) The British accent. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I feel like too, we think our dreams have to be world changing which mm-hmm. they can be. Um, but like, I don't know, let's think of, I don't know. What I'm trying to say is like, our dreams don't always have to be ministry focused or our dreams don't have to be like, and global warming. They can be simple <laughs> dreams that make us come alive. But in the process of yeah. doing that dream, we interact with people, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times God will call us to places specifically because we're impacting a person that he needs to be impacted. So that dream, again, it's just a placeholder for him to show up in within our unmet potential and his unlimited possibilities. And it doesn't always look the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think that's so, so good. good. I think, Jenny, just in everything that, that you've said, as we like 
get towards kind of wrapping up. I feel like something I just heard from you when you were sharing about, you know, for somebody who's like, I don't feel like I have a a dream or a purpose. I just heard a lot from you of like, there are seasons where you are, you know, maybe crystal clear on on some big dream and some big goal, but sometimes God's hidden it in your heart and it is there. And, you know, it's, it's waiting for you to discover it. And it's waiting for, you know, you to recognize what God's put on your heart. And maybe it's quote unquote small. Maybe it's, you know, not what you'd pictured. Maybe it's, you know, whatever. It could be something so different. But what I just took away from that was A, to be faithful in every season that you're in as your callings change, as your visions and dreams change, and B, to just be at the feet of Jesus throughout all of it, whether you have a massive dream and you know, you're know you trying to break it down and make it tangible, or you feel lost and visionless or, or dreamless or purposeless, and you know, you're trying to find it like the answer is at the feet of Jesus. And that's where he's like waiting to partner with you. He's waiting to, you know, be a part of your dream to make it clear, to give you the answers when you press into him. I don't know. That's just what I took out of like everything from all the dreams, all the different scenarios, all the different questions that we asked was just like, the answers at the feet of Jesus, like go plop down, take a seat and be like, hi, dad, what do you have for me? (laughs) Yeah, plop down with your messy selves being like, God, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what the next step is. Give me vision for X, Y, Z. Take away my insecurity. Like, oh, I'm doing a little freestyle rap here. I (laughs) I mean, that's so true. Like we, we can go before him with with everything that's on our heart and mind and just like spill it all to him. And he, the greatest thing about God is that he loves us so deeply and he calls us to change in areas where we get to look more like him. And he invites us to a life of adventure, really. Mm -hmm. And whether it's investing in those right in front of us or carrying a dream to write a book and bring that into production. And it's worth, he is worth, showing up for. Mm-hmm. And if in that fact alone, whether or not we do that thing, like, is he is he enough? And if he is enough to show up for, why wouldn't we trust the very thing he's invited us to show up for to do? So mm-hmm. if, if that's the case, like, yes, let's do it all, Lord. Like, I'll do whatever you ask of me, um, mm-hmm. simply because he asked, right? And And from plopping down before him, that's where we get to know what he's asking of us. And it is really a beautiful and vulnerable space to be. Mm, That's a word. That's a word. All right. Last question. What is the biggest lesson that you've learned in your own like dreaming? (laughs) Oh gosh. Uh, (laughs) I literally have 7,000 dreams. So I'm the one that's like scale it back and like actually focus on what you're supposed to focus on right now. Um, the the biggest lesson has been um, what success looks like. And then within that, knowing uh, when to show up and when to settle, like when to push forward and when to, to strive in a sense to get stuff done and when to settle into um, a different type of schedule and like not hustling and when to hustle. So I would work 24-7 if I had permission to because I love what I do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not always the season I'm in. So really learning how to have boundaries in business 
has been so key in even identifying what those dreams look like and who God's inviting me to partner with and to pour into. Um, and it's it's been a huge, huge lesson um, because, I mean, man, like that pastor said, if if you're not famous, I hate that word, but if you're not famous in your household, like what it, what is it all for? Because we can all build, maybe we can't, but we can build million dollar businesses on the internet and do these great things and be really notable and successful. But if we're not pouring into those right in front of us, we're really missing out on what God yeah. has for us. And I think so it, good. I think pouring into even local community, um, our local spaces, our schools, um, our local church, whatever that looks like for you guys listening, um, being present in the local really impacts how we show up in the bigger things. Because if we if we can't see that one person right in front of us, then we're we're missing out on the very thing God has for us. And I think that that trickles into the bigger visions as well. So that's been a big lesson I've been learning, um, and part of that is being present, fully present where I am. Um, learning practical stuff, learning how to set reminders on my phone um, and learning how to hide my phone so I can see my kids' <laughs> eyes and just like a lot of tangible discipline type things um, mm-hmm. and then showing up actively in that. So mm. powerful, full of truth. Man, Jenny, thank you for being here. Thank you for spilling just so much information and permission and and tangible takeaways for our listeners. I know so many of them are probably going to be eager and hungry to learn more, to walk with you more through, you know, the dream dreaming process, dreaming with God, breaking it down, all of the things. So, for those who want to learn more from you, walk through life more with you, where can everyone find you? Yes, so I do um coaching for the creative soul. So if that's something anybody wants, they can check me out over on my faithful channel. And that's just like a membership site. We also do free content. Um, So if you go over uh, to faithful and type in Jenny Randall with freedom creatives, all that info will will pop up. And then if you want info on um, the other material I've worked on, written or dream come true, you can go to helpmydreamcometrue.com and that'll take you to all the things. Um, But I... I have to ask this question, you guys. I'm like ruining the script right now. But <laughs> Lindsay, part of the yeah. stuff I teach and one of the biggest things in achieving that dream is accountability. Okay, you know where this is heading. <laughs> okay. okay. Are you about to like call out everyone to keep me accountable? Or like, you mean like a, like a yeah, mentor you or see, like a... You see where we're headed here. <laughs> so you probably have what? A hundred thousand listeners. I don't know how many. You probably have a lot of listeners. Right? Yeah. Who are championing so. hearing you guys? I mean, on. we. She goes, I <laughs> hope so. <laughs> we have over a million unique downloads, but I don't actually think that equates to. I think that is unique. Whatever. We have a lot. So you but have not a million a people that is, have listened to your show episodes. So, yeah, let's say you got a million. You got, there's a million people right now, Lindsay. Wow. <laughs> oh, gosh, I just felt the pressure for you. <laughs> I just died. I was like, oh, gosh, I can't do it anymore. All right, let's say you have a thousand here. No, you have That's whatever. a little bit more manageable. You have some listeners and you have me. And we're all wondering, are you going to write that book? If so, we're going to hold you accountable to doing the steps oh, to doing dang. it. Oh, all and right, if you all say right. no, you can edit this part out. I joined, I joined <laughs> no. the accountability crew too. <laughs> I'm in. 
Yes, girl. We, we won't edit it out. We won't edit it out. This is good. This is good. I need, I need accountability. This is great. This was the Lord that made me say that out loud. <laughs> so are you, oh, so you're committed. You're committed oh, to writing yeah. a book? Yes, I'm committed to writing the Yay! book. Yay! <laughs> All right. I like shower you in confetti. So this is great. Yeah. So you're going to have to give your people updates and do all the things. And I think one of the, one, I keep saying one of the key things of dreaming, but this is important. It's like having accountability and then checking in and being like, vulnerable with the person when they're like, did you do that thing? And you're like, no, I sucked. I was eating ice cream. Actually showing up (laughs) as a real person. And then because that part of the coaching program that I do, it's like all accountability, like every week, Mm. like, okay, did you do that thing? No. Why didn't you do it? And then, you know, you start to get nervous. She's going to ask me if I did that thing. So I better do that thing. And then it just becomes a natural rhythm in your everyday life of showing up and completing stuff. And it's really fun to celebrate with your friends. So I'm excited for you, Lindsay, and everyone listening. Like you guys have dreams too, and just set yourself up for success in them because it's God is so worthy to be celebrated as you pursue that dream. It's just one big old adventure with Him. Oh, so I freaking good. love you. You are incredible. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I am personally jazzed. I know everyone listening is jazzed. So thank you so much for just giving your time and like live coaching me on the on the podcast today. This was great. <laughs> Uh, thanks for having me on. I I love your show and you guys are doing a great job just inspiring millions of people to show up for the things God has for them. So thank you for continuing to steward this platform and just pour into everybody that you get to. Oh, thanks, Jenny. It was a joy to have you today. 